This episode is sponsored by Better Help. What is the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your life? Oh, the first thing I just thought was, oh, I'm going to need more than an hour to fit that stuff in. But I, the fact is, a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. I know that is for me. That's a big thing, uh, especially as you get older. <laughs> um, and the question, you know, time for what? What would you do? Would it actually make you feel better? What is it that you feel you're missing? In order, you know, that that would make it better. Um, and and one of the ways to sort of help figure out that out is, is therapy. It can help you find out what matters most to you so you can do more of it or focus on what it is that you're spending your time on that that maybe isn't giving you that that sort of fulfilling experience. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of times people talk about therapy or they talk about mental health or they, it's about uh, trauma or it is about, you know, like like a, a great amount of pain or anything. And those things are all very valid and everything. But also, you know, in some ways there's stumbling blocks. Uh, there is sort of a, a, something indefinable that you're having a hard time getting to that maybe is stopping you from feeling as confident as you can, as good as you can. And, you know, therapy uh, is, is one way to go after that. If you are thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, is designed to, be, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you'll get matched with a licensed therapist. You may switch therapists at any time you like for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 121. I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care Hello and welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture Goodfellas one annoying woman in my life minute at a time. I'm Ron Richards, and with me is Connor Kilpatrick. Hello. And Josh Flanagan. Every fucking girl in my life. Every girl in my life. I'm very excited to introduce our next guest. This is the guest that we've been waiting for, that we hope that we'd be able to get on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to the one, the only, the Commandant. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it sound pretty good for having been dug up out of a garbage <laughs> dump. Well, I mean, that was changed for the movie. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it is not Mike Starr. In fact, it is uh, one of our very, very supportive patrons who uh, goes by the name of Jordan. But for all intents and purposes, for the rest of this week, he'll be referred to as the Commandant. It's one of his perks. One of the perks, exactly. Mid so. Midnight Day Man. Welcome to the Commandant. We are here to serve you. Alright, so that said, this minute starts with Henry wanting to make sure that Michael's still stirring the sauce. And it ends with him prepping those finely cut veal cutlets. And so that's where we get started. He's Henry and Karen are still in the CD motel with the Pittsburgh guys. And he just got on the phone with Lois. He's very, very busy. And it stresses me out. Yep. Also, we should mention, we mentioned it uh, on Friday. We've hit the two-hour mark now with the phone. So we're into, into hour two. Yes. Only, about, only a little bit of time left. The home stretch. There's like about, tw about 20 minutes left. Here we go. 
I was very interested in how Lois was disrespectful to not only her boss, but a very prolific criminal. Well, I, I was less impressed by her disrespect. I wasn't impressed. I was. No. Well, I was. I was, yeah. I was. I was impressed at her eye roll capability. It was stellar. It was. It was like a, an eye roll that you could feel. It reaches out to you across the screen, and you're just like, oh, I feel the, the thing, annoyance. The thing that I'm getting from Lois, you little hick. Is that is that she's not just doing she's not not following instructions because she's she's inept. Yep. She's just doing it for spite. Yes. Everything yep. she does is out of spite, as if she has no concept of the stakes here. Yep. Well, because I mean, because this is this is what happens with drug dealing is that. Oh, is it? Tell, tell us. us. Yes. After you've been doing it for a year and a half, uh, complacency sits in. You get sloppy. So it's an eighteen month thing. It's an eighteen-month thing, yeah. It's, it's well, Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell did a whole piece on this about how, how uh, you know what I didn't I didn't hear that coming from you, and I just want to say that I'm impressed by it. All right, thank you. Yeah, it's it's known as the drug dealer malaise, the eighteen-month malaise. So, I see. Yeah. 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 After you deal drugs for ten thousand hours, then you get sloppy. I mean, you can only tape drugs to your legs so many times without it becoming just an everyday occurrence. Just wrote it's just another another batch of cocaine. Don't don't is. don't discount the fact that all of that leg taping is going to lead to some kind of chafing, and it makes you irritable. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's onto something. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Oh man, but yeah, and and Josh, you mentioned it earlier. Henry's admonishment of Lois as a little hick, which made me think. Okay. Now, a hick is, is definitely a phrase that I remember from my ute. Yes. Right. Is that a thing people still say? Yes. All right. Yes. All right, fair enough. Well, what's, what's, in, what's interesting is that uh, a couple of things that are interesting is that, first off, there is a town on Long Island called Hicksville. That's true. And, and, and it's a comic series. Well, that's Huck. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, number one is that, so who knows if Lois is from Hicksville? Well, I don't think she is. Number two, in the book, in Wise Guy, Henry talks about the, the character the, 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 the character that Lois is based on, the person that Lois is based on, and he really is not, he's very harsh on her, that she's, uh, she, she dressed poorly, that she was real, you know, like, like, and that was all the whole part of the whole ruse of getting on the plane and not being noticed, but he, like, so I feel like the hick line is a throwaway to that, you She know? probably had no gold lame in her house at all. None, yeah. yeah. Henry can't respect that. She's very simple. My fun fact this episode is actually about the term hick. Okay. There are two theories about the etymology of hick. One seems much more believable than the other. The first is that it is a reference to Old Hickory Andrew Jackson. Really? That's the less believable one. The, the other one is that hickory nut flour was popular in times of economic depression, like the Great Depression. It often replaced traditional grain, and the people who produced hickory nut flour were called hicks. Okay. And that slowly became hmm. to, to mean all country folk? Yes. Huh. Your people, Josh. Yeah. I would describe Josh as a hick. I was about to argue, but I decided not to. <laughs> you're a little, you're, you're, I'm not, let's end this line of questioning. Okay. I just, I'm not saying I accepted it, but I'm not going to fight it. Uh, Commandant, how do you feel about hicks? I mean, they're fine country folk. All right. They're hard workers. <laughs> and very good at taping drugs to their legs, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most meaningful work uh, they can find. What strikes me about her is, I mean, she clearly has one job to do. Just one. Don't call from the house. Yep. That's it. That's all she had to do. Yep, that's all she had to do. But again, she didn't screw it up from ineptness. No, no. She did it for spite. That is yeah. true. 
he was giving her shit and she wasn't going to put up with it. And you you got to respect that a little bit, even though it led to her ultimate, I assume, jailing. <laughs> so so now so now here's a question. Here's a scenario question. So, yeah. So ba- basically what, what's happened is that Henry gets on the phone with Lois and he's checking in with her. He's letting her know that he has the stuff and that she needs to go out to an outside line and call the call ahead to let them know that she's coming and, you know, all the flight info or whatever. And this is the key point where as opposed to you know, she says, yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know. And she hangs up the phone and then picks back up the phone in the kitchen and makes the call from the house. Now, is this the undoing? Is this the moment? Would Henry have gotten – well, spoiler alert. No. Later no. on in the, later on no, in this I, week. I, you know, but was he getting arrested no matter what today? Yes. Yes, because they already, had the, they already had the other guy. We're going to get to that. Ron, they were all ready to deploy just in case an aired phone call was made. Right. All their helicopters, many, many cops, just around the corner just in case. Well, no, well, no. Keep in, no. Keep in mind now that this is still this is like three, four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, it's the, a long the, time, actually. Yeah, the, yeah. The the whole the the what happens later this week doesn't happen until way later at like eleven o'clock at night. He was getting arrested, not necessarily today, but he, as, yeah. as we learned later in the week, they've been on him for months. Right. Yeah. But was this the was this the last straw? That's my question. Well, that's a different question than what you originally asked. I think it might have set this particular action in motion. But yeah, it, it might have it, turned the timetable up. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, they were like, "Oh, we got that. We're good." But I don't think. I don't. I don't think they. They. It still would have happened. Yeah. What, what, well, because they know they know they're going to catch him leaving the house with the drugs with her. Yeah. So. Yeah, because yeah, because that's the whole point. As Henry right. as Henry says in the voiceover, now they know that there's a package leaving the house on what flight, all the all the information. But what's interesting is that it's mentioned a little bit in in the book Wise Guy, but also if you do some other research on Henry Hill or whatever, they utilize the phones, but they were well known because they the folks like Henry who were you know allegedly part of the mafia, which as commandant is there such thing as the mafia? Uh, I've never <laughs> heard of it. Exactly. See, there you go. Because they they were they knew that their phones were probably being listened. They had a series of code words that they would use so that they would never out and out said, "I have the drugs. I will bring them to you." But it's not like they're breaking, you know, the uh, Enigma machine here. This is well, but that but that said, I mean, no, but it did it did stump the police for a long time. And here, and if you go look on Henry Hill's page on Wikipedia, there's an example of a conversation. Well, it's in the, it's in the book, page two fifty seven. The, yeah. the code word is golf clubs. Shampoo and dogs. and dogs. I mean, yeah, exactly. You knew, you know, the golf club and the dogs you gave me in return. Yeah. yeah, can you still do that? Same kind of golf clubs? No, no golf clubs. Can you still give me the dogs if I pay for the golf clubs? <laughs> it's just, like, yeah. So it's it's strange. You front me the shampoo and I'll front you the dog pills. <laughs> Sophisticated. Yeah. Hold so, on, slow down. I can't follow any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I have the video paused here, thirty-seven seconds into the minute. Yeah. As Lois, or I, I keep mixing up the character name and the real name. Is this Lois? Lois going into her bag when she's sneering. Yes, but also the brothers look in his her way. Do you think the brother was into her? Yes. Oh, his eyes are directly on her posterior. He's hanging out with her all day long. All he's doing yeah. is stirring the sauce. Do you think? Well, he's eighteen, so yes. no, he's older. He's older than eighteen. He's supposed to be eighteen in this, isn't he? No, he's much older. Oh, he's got to be in his thirties at this point. I guess. The- I guess the actor was 18 at this point. Yeah, yeah, no, but he's, I mean, later, well, we'll get that later on. Later on, he's drinking wine, so anyway, but. That's not, 18 is not, that's not unusual, though. Says the Irish one. I have, I'm not, listen, I didn't have that. You grew up in the Italian family with the wine, I'm just saying. 
<laughs> you had the wine. Yeah, the whiskey. No, but Connor, the right, we're getting distracted. Connor, you are absolutely right. He is st- he is stirring that sauce, and you can almost hear the gears turning in his head <laughs> as he's stirring well, the sauce. Well, I have notes about him and his performance uh, for later in this week. So if we want, we can table that. No, no, no. That. Let's table. Yeah, table. Table that. Is it involving him being in love with Lois? It has to do with the actor's performance. Okay. And I think this is somewhat involved, somewhat related to that. So you know what was weird about this minute was uh, so Lois pulls out the plane ticket, I guess to reference in the phone call. Yeah. And they put a black bar over it. Clearly, the clearly American Airlines plane ticket. <laughs> so first of all, this is the first free. Is it a freeze frame? Yeah, it's the first freeze frame we've had in a while. Correct. Yeah. And yep. it's the first graphic overlay we've had, right? Yeah. Other than like tile stuff. Yep. It's bizarre. It's really bizarre. Do we know the reason why? Well, I assume they didn't want to get sued. Yeah, yeah but like they, they but they could have easily mucked up a fake airline. Or the, yeah, they could have or done a reshoot or whatever. It's not like they, that's unusual. I feel like that's why it's so out of place because it's not a documentary. There's nothing else in this that would have been like that. So I feel like it's a choice well, for some reason. Appa- apparently, they shot it with an American Airlines plane ticket. And then they went to get permission for it, and America Airlines did not want to be affiliated with uh, drug trafficking. And so they did not get permission. I thought you were going to say Italians. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> son of a bitch. Hi, hi this is Martin Scorsese. Oh. <laughs> uh, no. So, yeah. So apparently, America Airlines would not agree to it. And this is 1989, 1990. I think doing a reshoot or whatever, like they, I think it was the kind of thing like, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, get a, we'll get permission later on. And so they didn't get permission, so they just blacked it out. It's still weird, it's though, because, bizarre. like, I mean, with a movie with this kind of budget and this kind of power behind it, like, a reshoot of one shot like what, that, what which kind is basically of, an insert. What kind, what kind of budget are you talking about? I don't know. I like, what, I mean, like, what like what makes you think, like, the, the budget of the movie was $25 million. That was it. That's a lot in 1989. Is it? Well, yeah, actually, it was. It was his most expensive film. Yeah. Did. yeah. Right. The, I mean, what you're talking about is not that big of a deal. When you watch the shot over again, you don't need to see that bit. It's not necessary. No. To have her pull the ticket out. They can cut that yeah. very easily. It doesn't convey any information that you needed to have for the scene. Well, except that it's the moment of Henry explaining where they're going wrong. It's like the, okay, it's the, oh, uh, what, uh, what was the TV show where they stopped and talked to the audience? Was it Charles in Charge or was it? What? Oh, no, Saved by the Bell. It was Saved by the Bell. It was the when, when Zach Morris wow. was. Right? Right? Yes. <laughs> the documentary of your high school years. Yeah, when they would stop and then address the audience, that was the moment where she took the plane t- ticket out and paused it right there. Now, they could have paused it when she's down on the phone, I guess, but I always like the fact that you see the plane ticket and it's blacked out for some reason. I, I thought, I don't know, I thought it was fitting. Well, you wanted to, be- it's like that film rule, like you just want to think, oh, that there's a reason for that, There's they're doing that, you know, and I'm going along with it. Right. Yeah. That's the only reason it I seems, can think of it. Yeah. Seems so specific. Yeah. Especially when it's the only instance of it. It's weird. It's weird. I mean, they could um, have slowed it down. They could have not, you know, so that you didn't notice it was slowed down if they needed to extend it, but they froze it. Yeah. And they made us sit with that. <laughs> Can we back up to before that, though, where Henry ends the phone call with Lois, and then, as I alluded to earlier, where he hangs up the phone and goes, Unbelievable. Every fucking girl in my life. I have quoted that hundreds of times since 1990. <laughs> not without reason. But with, yeah, <laughs> um, unbelievable. I mean, let's 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 go ahead and look at Henry's responsibility for this situation, though. What do you mean? I mean he, he's making the choices on the women in his life. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Yep. 
<laughs> juggling seven of them, for example. <laughs> he's ultimately responsible for all of this. That's what I'm saying. So he's, he's got three in his life he's dealing with right at this moment. And what I also love about this moment in the voiceover, at least, is that in the book, like the movie quote is this is one of those instances where they quote the book directly. Yes. He says, you know, now the cops know everything. They know that a package is leaving from my house to the airport. They even have the time and the flight number. What they didn't leave in the movie was the next line of the book, which is, I'm a pig on the way to slaughter and I don't know it. <laughs> which I thought was funny. That he I don't know that I hear that Henry, that yeah. Leota Henry say that. <laughs> no. 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 Judy is her real name. That's what I couldn't remember what her real name was. Anything else for this minute? We've got to talk about the cutlets, the dredging of the cutlets. Uh, okay, you're right. So I was hoping to avoid that dinner time. We get the close-up of Henry with the veal cutlets, and it goes into the egg mixture, and then into the breadcrumbs, and then onto the plate with the other ones. And that's the right way to do it. Are we meant to include so the flour? There's uh, not yeah, there's flour. flour. There, there is. I, oh yeah, I don't know. Let's see if there's flour going on. There is no flour going on. I see. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No flour. Oh. It's a choice. Yeah. I mean, it's a, here. Well, I, he's I got a busy wanna... day. He's in a hurry. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. And they're lightly standard. breaded. It's a lightly breading because they're very thin cutlets. They're apps. Yeah. They're not supposed to be super heavy. But also, like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like this dinner lost any of its grandeur because of his busyness. He also, I feel like he could have wa- washed his hands before wiping them on the towel. Nah, he's doing stuff. This yeah. is a very eggy, bready he's, towel he's, now. Yeah. yeah, but that's what it's for. Then his wife's going to come over to wipe her face because she's sweaty. She's going to wipe the egg all over her face, and that's wait, why wait. she's so angry all the time. You're I in the next minute also, now. Hang on. You're, you're moving also, ahead. <laughs> also established, by the way, that Henry has no respect for aprons. None. <laughs> I mean, since he's <laughs> a kid. That's a good callback. That's a good callback. I, I want to point out that the cutlets are being prepped at 6.30. I assume they'll be cooked fairly quickly after you dip no. them. Oh, yeah, they should be. But, no, they're, they're going on a plate. Those are going to sit. Yeah. You think? Yeah. yeah, well, we're going to get to that later on this week. Stay that tuned. Happens. Let's, re- let's remember okay. that moment. Let's remember right. that moment. Put a pin yeah. in it. That also. Yeah. Fair All enough. right, Com- Commandant, do you have any notes for this minute? Uh, just a little. When I was first watching it again, I was kind of struck by let's have the kid in the wheelchair just stir the sauce. And as you're watching it, he's clearly extremely uncomfortable. He can't even really get up to the stove correctly. And I kind of wonder why that was. But then at the end of the minute, he does say to not let Karen touch the sauce at all. So that must have something to do with it, I guess. Yeah. She's not a good cook. Yeah, yeah she's going to just get in there and ruin yeah, it, well, I guess. I have, a note that about the, that. I have a note about that tomorrow. So. Yeah, that's next minute. So we're, I have notes on that one, too. Yeah. That will oh. be a tease, though. Oh. But you're right. In the first beginning part of the minute, he's really straining to get to that stove. Yeah, he is. Yeah. But yeah. hey, you plus, know, just because just he's in a wheelchair doesn't mean he can't help cook. Let's, let, let's not limit him here. It's true. He just looks like he's struggling, especially when he's, uh, as you guys said, trying to also look at Lois while stirring. <laughs> Right. He's a multitasker like his brother. It's really <laughs> yeah. hard to keep your eyes on her ass while you're stirring the sauce. That's all, that's all Mikey's and, and saying. So. Henry's house is not accessible yeah. at all. Henry wasn't <laughs> no. thinking about no. that. Well, it's 1980. It's, it's, yeah. it's also, he's Henry Hill. Let's also, let's also not forget if you, the, the shots of him running in and out of the house. There's a good set of stairs in front of that house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe they go into the garage. I don't know. Anyway. Split level? Oh. split level? No, it's not a split level. Anyway, so. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for minute Hold one. Hold on. Fuck out. Fuck out. Oh, okay. Fuck out two. Okay. We're at two. Two. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for minute 121. 
Tune in tomorrow for Minute 122 and more from the Commandant. Until then, you can check us out on Twitter at GoodfellasMin and on Instagram and Facebook at GoodfellasMinute. And you go to GoodfellasMinute.com where you can find all the previous episodes, subscription links, all the fun stuff there. You can also find out how to support the show at GoodfellasMinute.com slash support where you can uh, click a link to go shop on Amazon and buy the movie or the book or anything else on Amazon and give us a little taste in return. Or you can go to Patreon.com slash GFM much like the Commandant did, to show your support of the show. And we thank everybody who's done it, especially the Commandant. If you have any questions or anything to note or uh, would like to give some credit to the Commandant where it's due, you can email us at contact at goodfellasminute.com. And until then, I really want veal cutlets. Or will I go from a rags to return? My fate is up.